I'm Dr. V. And I'm Dr. A. Two doctors on a mission to answer your burning questions about burning sensations and all things science. This is What the Woo. I was looking at some old photos from college, like in the 90s, Mm -hmm. and everybody's eyebrows were so thin. And I mm-hmm. thought they looked good at the time. Oh, yeah. But like in retrospect, they look they look terrible now that like the big bushy brows are in. Those big bushy brows but, are a little much. But it was <laughs> it was so nice for me because I have naturally sort of sparse brows. So I didn't have to do anything. Oh, like, yeah. I could just go out as is. But now that the big brows are in, I've got to color them in <laughs> just to feel like I belong. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I can relate. Uh, do you notice anything different? I, know, I was gonna say, like, your eyebrows look really on point. Huh, funny, <laughs> funny you should mention that. So, um, you know, like, I hate my brows and they're always falling off because of some meds I take. But, um, I just gave in. I was like, I'm sick of drawing my stupid brows in every day, you know, which is what I do. Yeah, so I went and got microblading last week. Okay, now I did. I didn't even know what this was until a friend of mine was talking about it. So they just they tattoo individual like eyebrow hairs right onto your face. Yes, like they're literally putting like little stripies that are supposed to look like eyebrow hairs on your face. You gotta really trust the person. Oh hell yeah, like. Do you know, I did, like, a consultation with the woman, and then, like, we talked forever, and then I was like, could you just, like, draw them on first, and made a promise they're not going to be, like, Groucho Marx? Because I've seen some afters, Mm -hmm. and and it's horrible. They they look like... God, who's it? Eugene, the the guy who's like the improv guy from from Schitt's Creek, Eugene no. Levy. No, I don't know <laughs> or, who that is. Or Bert, like Bert and Ernie brows. <laughs> yes, like Sesame Street brows, totally. <laughs> but mm-hmm. those, no, no, they look good, and and I mean, I feel like it's reasonable to say, can we talk before you tattoo my face? Because generally, face tattoos are not correlated with positive outcomes yeah we all saw when that permanent makeup trend happened what was Mm. that 10 15 Mm -hmm. years ago and they all turned like everyone had blue eyebrows after a year (laughs) because the pigment screwed up oh god yeah it was terrible so yes i was like in panic mode the whole week prior because back up what i didn't tell you is that i got um henna brows like uh, a month ago, shall we say? Because I was like, okay, I just need to decide, can I do this? <laughs> so I got the henna brows. Okay. Dave, I sent my husband a <laughs> picture when oh, they were no. on. And he's like, did you Photoshop that? <laughs> Oh, shit. No, I didn't. <laughs> I came home. He was horrified. I was horrified as well. I wore glasses nonstop to hide the lines of my big ass ugly. But that's just like a temporary tattoo. It's just ink. Thank God. How long did that last? Because I don't remember seeing that. They must have washed off pretty quickly. We were on a recording hiatus. Okay. And I did a lot of um, exfoliation. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. So the next week, like my facial skin was super smooth from apricot scrubs. (laughs) And and it it went away. But then I was like, man, it was nice waking up and having brows. 
Not those brows particularly, but <laughs> some brows. Some brows. So yeah, so I like bit the bullet and did um, microblading. And um, let me tell you, like, it, it's not a spa treatment. Like, you don't go in and relax. It's a little bit painful. Well, I'm sure because it's it's tattooing on right? your brow so bone. I only have one tattoo. It's on top of my foot. Ouch. And I've heard, I've been told that that's the most painful place to get a tattoo. And so I was like, well, I'll just go. I don't care. Like, whatever. I'll, I'll go for it. It was not a big deal. Anybody, like, I, I've talked to people about this. People who say that it's the most painful thing have never actually had childbirth. Right. Or probably a kidney kidney stone. stone. Yeah, I was going to say kidney stone. Because everybody who's done one or the other is like, the foot tattoo, seriously, is not a big deal. Right. Well, I had one tattoo. It's on my shoulder. No big deal until he got right over my shoulder blade. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, every every (laughs) once in a while, they hit the nerve. "Ah." But the worst part was I had to cover my tattoo with a big sticky thing of Vaseline. While mm-hmm. you're waiting for the top layer of your skin to kind of scar. So did you... Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that part Girlfriend, of your... Girlfriend, yeah. yeah. So on your I'm face asking too. this salon girl, who's, you know, essentially a tattoo artist. Yeah. I'm like, hey, so what do I need to do? Do I need to take care of it like my other tattoo? Yeah, you should put some coconut oil on it. No! Uh, I know. And I had my moment and I was like, so why coconut, why coconut oil? oil? She's like, well... I just feel like it's more natural. And I was like, so you think that's the best thing for skin healing? She's like, well, some people use Aquaphor. And I, I looked at her and I was like, I think I'm going to stick with Aquaphor. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, OK, oh. so phobia strikes again. Now, the thing that's funny to me is that if you're putting ink in the top layer of your dermis, like how concerned can you really be about Natural. natural. Yeah, like, if I was worried about being natural, I'd have four eyebrow ha- hairs trying to make a brow. <laughs> like, I'm not concerned about that, hence the tattoo on my you face. Paint your face with carob powder or something. <laughs> Seriously! <laughs> like, I did not go and, like, find a pigmented flower yeah. in my garden. Is there, and- is there organic tattoo artist <laughs> right vegan based plant diets i know silly. like the hypocrisy was deep there and like she didn't even see it now don't get me wrong i'm not gonna diss her my eyebrows are pretty great she did good work but the coconut oil seriously <laughs> maybe the reason everybody else's looks so weird after is because they use coconut oil instead of right maybe that's why they have blue brows so yeah, yeah. I mean, god i know coconut oil is everywhere i mean we deal with it in veterinary medicine where a dog comes in with some big hot spot and it's all sticky because they <laughs> slathered it with coconut oil and then the dog licked off the coconut oil because it tastes good right and then the licking makes the hot spot worse and wetter so now they have some like they smell like a combination of sunburn <laughs> and dysentery. Like, well, that's no. the thing is, I'm like, you're introducing mouth bacteria into a wound yeah. that is now slathered in bacterial yummies. Like, mm. coconut oil has all of the lovely things for bacteria to grow in. Like, why anyone thinks this is good for wound care, I, I don't even know. Well, I mean, there's one or two natural, like honey, we use. But that's very, very different, chemically speaking. It still is a sugar source. Yeah. And 
And hello, the reason why we don't give honey to little kiddos is because it does grow spores in it. Um, little botulism. Yeah. You know, so so I think that like as much as people think even honey is sterile, I actually had a discussion with a mutual friend about that. And, you know, there there are some bacteria that grow in honey. And, you know, you got to keep that in mind. And coconut oil. <laughs> I just, you know, I feel like people, these people that are all on the natural kick, like glom on to like one tiny study that's done crappily that said that bacteria was killed off by coconut oil. And then they make it out to be like, oh, all bacteria are killed by coconut oil. It's better than neosporin. Yeah. So you have like one person who does one study and you have no idea who this person is, what type of study they're running, and and then they'll they'll draw their own conclusions. Because what I think a lot of people don't really understand is that when you when you do your study, like you're the one who also writes up your conclusions, right? Yeah. And so somebody else, and that's the whole point of peer review, is that they have to look and go, dude, that's a bunch of bullshit, lady. Or yes, or no, that was that was a well structured study. And so you don't have to go through that, right? There's a lot of crappy journals out there. Like I could do a study about the effect of pancetta um, on my butt and, you know, publish it and say, yeah, pancetta is good for my butt. I'm going to walk right. around with, and I'm only saying this because I'm looking at some right there. It looks delicious. Right. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Is anyone who self-publishes studies, like that's suspect, you know, Everyone uh, in the natural community says like, oh, but that study was funded by Big Pharma. So you can't believe it. Okay, sure. We do need to be suspect of who funded a study. But if that Big Pharma study was then published in a peer-reviewed journal where they looked at study structure and the data and decided, oh, did we come to reasonable conclusions or did we not? Then it doesn't really matter who paid for, um, you know, the lab workers to do this study. Well, what I think is interesting is that for me, whenever I hear a study comes out, because the news loves to run with it, it doesn't matter what the study is. My immediate reaction is skepticism. Like, okay, tell me who but when it comes to like the coconut oil contingent their immediate reaction is only skepticism if it says something they don't want it to say like if the conclusion is coconut oil is good for gingivitis then they're like let's do it let's forget what big dental says oh god about fluoride so okay gingivitis don't get me started that oil pulling oil stuff pulling. do you even know how they do that no it sounds is it just like gargling with coconut oil you mean, like I, rub it i mean there's only so much you can do like i think they're literally gargling with coconut oil and it's this whole like gargle for a certain amount of time and then i think they swallow some of it spit some of it out like i can't gargle with listerine for more than 20 seconds i don't know how you're supposed to do like a minute of nasty thick oil in your mouth i feel like i'd be gagging everywhere but like okay so i'm I'm very confused. I guess I'm confused about all of those things. How can coconut oil possibly be like antibacterial and yet also good for cooking and yet also bleach out your teeth and also be good for healing your brows? Like I just there's like this Mm. nonstop list of things that it does. Well, because it's magic magic. and it is like the latest cool thing. Right. Right. 
olive oil was it 10 years ago there's there's always an oil du jour like everybody is obsessed with a certain fat i think i think we're all just so fat phobic that we're just like looking for any excuse to be allowed to eat oil in peace right do you remember okay so (laughs) mid 80s um margarine right we were so fat phobic that we actually made ourselves as a society be susceptible to eating margarine for like a grim eight years um it was literally the only thing in our households growing so gross and yet we were looking for excuses right because we were starved for good fats and so then it was mayonnaise was a thing right which makes no sense okay so my family was all on the margarine craze we also did we only did miracle whip so clearly like my family was all about the like uh fakey chemical things that we put in our body the only thing we had mayonnaise for in our household was for my mom's weekly hair treatment. Yes! And God, she smelled it like smelled a freaking salad. Potato salad. It was so gross. And like, it too. would be hot. And mm-hmm. she'd put it all over, <laughs> stick a plastic shower cap over yeah. that thing, and then go sit out in the sun <laughs> to increase <laughs> absorption. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, God. Like, Wait, you're not- you can't leave a potato salad in the sun. Put up on your head, it's fine. Dude, I mean, thank God she wasn't, like, licking her hair afterwards. We're, like, going for a nice long car ride. Oh, God. <laughs> the smell was hideous. Yeah, because it coats the inside of your mm. tongue, and then you can't wash it out. So my mom had, she had perms. Oh, my mom did, too. Yeah. We started doing the home perms, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then you do your your mayonnaise afterwards. So you've got this like dry, crinkly hair that's also super greasy at the same time. Oh yeah, it was nasty, <laughs> so nasty, and you smell hideous. You smell hideous. So then we moved on to olive oil, which yes. was somewhat better. But even then, I mean, I I think we there are some documented reasons why it is a good oil to ingest and and whatever but i still mm-hmm. kind of draw the line at it covering my hair and it right or like slathering it on your whole body yeah well i don't know like i mean i know all of those all of those high oil things like feel good on your skin at least for a little bit but i sure. think i would rather go with one that doesn't leave an oil slick on my sheets true that like well my thought is like Okay, Aquaphor. I'm yep. a huge fan of Aquaphor, yep. which is really just highly refined Vaseline. It's um, petroleum oil. Right. But it's freaking amazing. And I love it. Like, it, you know, you can hydrate. It helps with all that stuff. And then I don't smell like a salad afterwards, which is nice. And I feel like it's okay to have different oils for different things, right? Yes. Like petroleum oil derivative sounds scary, but it's delightful for your skin wouldn't eat it right i would not like you know toast some veggies on the barbecue after like you know rolling them in aquaphor but like you know and when babies have diaper rashes there's very specific like i don't there's probably somebody slapping coconut oil on their baby's um not just somebody lots of people i'm sure there's a youtube video on it there's youtube videos if you search coconut oil on YouTube, like it's it's this amazing. It, it what does it cure? It cures acne. It cures gingivitis. It cures cancer. You yeah, saw a video well, that said that everything natural cures cancer because you know big pharma's blocking that uh, the cancer cure. 
But, you know, it's it's crazy to me. Like, why can't we just decide like, oh, coconut oil. It smells good. It tastes good when I toss it on my popcorn. By the way, I have a friend who makes some amazing popcorn that she makes with coconut oil. It's amazing. But like, we don't need to like put it on my wounds or my well, dog's wounds. If you wounds. drop some in your lap, you just leave it there. Rub it in. <laughs> I don't know. It's so bad. I would love to trace all of this back to ground zero of like, because coconut oil was not a thing. Where did big coconut oil come from? Where did coconut oil start? Was there some sort of guy who's like, look, my mayonnaise stocks are falling. (laughs) So Right. I mean, coconut oil smells better than mayo. But I'm here in my vacation home in Hawaii. Hmm. (laughs) Right. Um. Did you see that that video on YouTube? Was it the one with the guy with the whiteboard? Um, yes. Oh yeah, that was great because he said coconut oil is poison, and I was like, oh good, finally, I was like, finally, a doctor yeah. saying like the truth. But then I realized, but it's, no, no, you know it's going to be sarcasm because he has a big picture of kale in the background, and kale and coconut oil. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry to tell you this, guys, but um, coconut oil is a poison. He's a bad actor. Thank you for saying the truth, Mister. I I know, I I know, this is going to go downhill. So it's now just (laughs) a cut. Terrible editing. Okay, guys, coconuts are only dangerous if they're traveling at your head and you don't duck. Okay. Oh, Uh, oh my God! He put a horrible graphic in it. This is like your grandpa who thinks he wants to be cool. Yeah, like he's like, dude. I'm going to make this video and it's going to go viral. <laughs> I'm going to put a flying coconut. And it wasn't even like an actual coconut being tossed across the room because that would be funny. It was like a graphic yeah, flying like, in a perfect I, horizontal line. I would have gotten my bestie to be like, okay, when I say that the coconut hitting my head is the throw only it. unsafe thing, throw it at me. I'm going to duck. It's going to be hilarious. No. But no, he got like his kid in his, you know, media graphic <laughs> class in high school right. to pop a coconut, coconut. image across so, it. No, already, like... Oh, whoops. Guys, let me just show you why they... Well, I'm just trying to figure out who they is. Uh, what? <laughs> they, they would be everybody who has a science background. Everybody who knows anything. Well, a poison. Because it's a saturated fat. Now, they didn't do studies on having you consume coconut oil and having it cause heart attack. No. They just ignored that link. Um, P.S. That's not a thing. Nobody says coconut oil causes heart attack. So this is what... This guy is like the prime example of every... They like conspiracy theory thing. He's got this big whiteboard behind him. He's like Alex Jones Infowars meets John Madden. And the whole thing is just like a big grab bag of conspiracy theories. He has they in quotation marks because even he doesn't know who they are. Right. But if you say it like they are, you know, screwing up coconut oil. Actually, he's written down on his board that the reason the um, American Heart Association doesn't support coconut oil is because coconut oil doesn't sponsor them. Oh, okay. It's not because of, like, the tons of research that the American Heart Association has sponsored? No, but he's got his, like, he's got all of his things here. But if you actually look, like, in his um, in his comment section, I mean, the guy's actually pretty dull. I don't think we need to, like, listen to him blather on with his crappy graphics. But he puts in... 
links to studies, right? That's supposed to make you feel better. Oh, oh, right here. Oh, by the way, he's Dr. Eric Berg. And I thought that's why we should listen is because he's a physician and he was saying coconut oil is actually bad. But, oh, no, he's a chiropractor. He's a chiropractor. Which, by the way, here's a handy rule for our listeners. If we're... um, if you look at a practitioner who says doctor name and then credentials after, like that's not a way that any real doctors introduce themselves. You, you know, one or the other. Yes. I'm Dr. A mm-hmm. or I'm A comma D-O. Yes. I'm, I'm Dr. V or I'm Jessica V comma DVM. Yes. Yes. Somebody who does both. They're trying too hard. You will never see on your business cards, Dr. V DVM. That's that's a hot tip for you guys. If somebody did that to me once, like it was like one of those uh-huh. business cards. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you I can't. Need- that makes me look like amateur hour. Right. We makes me look like a Cairo. That. We're not having that. <laughs> and so. you know what's so funny about this? So so this is a nutrition discussion. And, and I'm not going to lie. Like th- this comes up again a lot in veterinary medicine. And so the veterinary nutritionist, talk about it and the difference between um you know omega-6 and omega-3 and linoleic and da, da, da. i think i don't really care like it's yeah. it's way more than and i could learn it if i wanted to but it's just i have chosen to trust the nutritionists when they because they understand the research and how to read these studies and so they tell me what what it is and isn't good for and that's so often used against People who work in general practice and, you know, in human medicine they or don't know. they don't know nutrition. They don't know anything about yeah. nutrition. Blah, 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 blah. And yet the people who are making that claim also don't, don't know. They know less. Like, OK, so right. fine. I don't know how much education you had on nutrition in in your medical school experience. I'm sure some little bit, but not massive. But how much in chiropractor school right when they went to school for like a third of the time that i did and most of it was on reading homemade (laughs) x-rays no this guy's got like he's got a list of studies and like two of the three like the links don't work oh you know like you you have to be skeptical okay so fine you found i'm assuming he read these studies and it said something that he liked i mean one of them was just kind of talking it wasn't even talking about coconut oil specifically it was talking about linoleic acid right so you know first off speaking of his studies i would like to point out that he does have like a pile of studies and again sounds like the links don't all work but the rest of his links are to his own keto course he's oh, selling of and his download keto essentials which are also his monetized thing um but yeah let's go back to the linoleic acid like i get it there are some studies about linoleic acid which mm-hmm. is also in coconut oil yeah but Coconut oil has a lot of other shit in it, too. Yeah. (laughs) It's not just. It's not highly refined linoleic acid, which is what some of these studies are about. Like, I believe there's a study about, like, P. acnes, the bacteria that causes acne, that was about one of these, um, you know, lipids, I believe, linoleic acid, but don't quote me on it, that said, hey, highly refined lipid, this does uh, decrease P. acne's growth. So it was extrapolated by the pro-coconut folks, like, 
hey, well, then that means that coconut oil, which has a little bit of this fatty acid, must be great for your right, acne. because the study wasn't coconut oil, right? It was on no. that specific component. So, I mean, I could also say that there are studies that show water is, you know, good for your skin. Therefore, whatever you want that has water yeah, in it, like this, this can, product proves. I can show you studies that show that water kills you right. because of water intoxication. Yes. Therefore, you should not do anything with that deadly chemical. Right. <laughs> that, that's what we call food baiting. Yes. Like, <laughs> come on, people. Let's look at studies, you know, uh, critically. And if you don't have the ability to look at them critically, which fine, like, that's totally okay. I don't expect my plumber to be able to read a scientific study, but, you know, he doesn't expect me to be able to put a snake down my drain. Yeah, I would say, like, in general, if the interpretation of a recent study is coming from a news report or a correspondent on the Dr. Oz show, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. Oh, God. Seriously. (laughs) (sighs) So... You know, speaking of studies, I was reading some of these studies for coconut oil when we were talking about this. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about oil pulling, right? Mm -hmm. And and I don't even understand why people decide that they're going to gargle with coconut oil, but they do. And so I was like, what the heck is this study about? Okay, so there's a study that is about the effect of coconut oil in plaque-related gingivitis uh, that was published in the Niger Medical Journal. Okay. I don't know. Do you, like, have a subscription to the Niger Medical Journal? No, I'm assuming they they don't really distribute it outside of the African continent. I don't know. My guess, yeah. So, um, but I think that it's interesting because people are using this shit to, like, justify oil pulling. Yeah. 60 teenagers... uh, with gingivitis, did this oil pulling for up to a month. The results showed that um, plaque and gingivitis were significantly decreased by day seven. What? I know. That's some good data. And continued to decrease for the duration of the study. So for a month of gargling with uh, coconut oil, they decrease the bacteria in their mouth. That's freaking awesome. That's great. So so what, what was the control doing? Oh, there was no control in this study. <laughs> ah, yeah. So, so there was nobody gargling with water, water Listerine. Yeah, there was nobody just just brushing their teeth. Right. We don't really know like what their routine was before. Right. Okay. Like maybe they were only brushing their teeth every other day. But, but I will tell you, if you follow those kids out long enough, a hundred percent of them. Are going to die. So coconut oil leads, to, leads death. to death. That's crazy. I know. I know. <laughs> That's science for you, people. Yeah. Again, like I, I'm impressed by the data until I realize there's no control, and I think that's what's important, right? You need to be able to compare it to something else to know, was it coconut oil? Was it just the fact that they had gross coconut oil on their teeth when they did this a couple times a day? So they started brushing their teeth a couple times a day. to get the coconut oil off. Yes, to get the coconut oil off. (laughs) Who knows? Have you ever actually had a mouthful of coconut oil? No. I mean, mean, I did because I would try like cooking in it. Is mm-hmm. You can heat it to much higher things than olive oil, which is, of course, the other oil du jour. But, man, that that stuff 
I mean, it's got twice as much saturated fat in it as lard. And yet yeah. we don't have that nice poetic feeling about lard, even though technically speaking, lard has less saturated fat. Like, would you... Lard is more healthy. Would you clean your teeth with lard? <laughs> no. Would you... That's rub, never been a campaign. Rub it on your eyebrows? No. On your face? No. On your zits? <laughs> never. Like, never. Or just eat it by the spoonful to put yourself into ketosis. Yeah. Would you say, like, I'm going to use lard for my weight loss plan? (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe to our WooCast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly on our website at whatthewoopodcast.com. You can email us at contact at whatthewoopodcast.com or go to our website and fill out the contact form there. We'd love to hear from you. What the Woo is an educational podcast and is not a substitute for professional care and advice. Please seek appropriate medical care for any healthcare concerns. Opinions expressed are solely those of the doctors and not those of any sponsors or employers. Thanks for listening. See you next time on What the Woo.